Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here in the guest segment of the Common Sense Show, the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have a terrific guest for you in this segment. Dr. Ted Brower is joining us from Health Masters, which happens to be one of our sponsors, healthmasters.com. And uh, Ted has kept uh, people like Doug Hagman and myself out of extreme medical stress by promoting natural means to cure things. And by the way, if you haven't seen this, Guy was talking about the new Biden medical cost policies. His insulin went to $2,000 a month. He says, I can't afford to live. And uh, that's why I'm telling people better learn to prepare to go natural. Because you think Biden cares about you? You think this government now cares about you? Think again. That's why healthmasters.com is the place to go. You can take 5% off with the coupon code, code 5. That's code 5. And uh, I'm the beneficiary of this group, and so is Doug Hagman, and so are hundreds of thousands of other people. You're going to want to check it out, healthmasters.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm just going to say this generally. I have had life-threatening warnings come across my desk. Some I can't differentiate between. Are they personally directed at me? Um, I think probably not at this point. Are they generally directed at my colleagues yes are they generally directed at white conservative christian constitutionalists protestants you know you know the drill you know who they hate the answer is absolutely yes they've unleashed the forces of hell upon us and <laughs> listen i could start naming names i'll name a couple paul martin paul preston and a whole host of others who think that the left is lining up to create the greatest purge in American history and to do so in the near future. And time will tell. But I, I wrote an article today in which I said, behind every blade of grass, these people are going to find an American with two guns. Not one gun, like Yamamoto talked about. We're talking about the 450 million guns. And if these people think that we're going to lay down and take this, well, good luck trying to recruit people coming door to door because this ain't going to be like Russia where the people went off to the gulags quietly. It's not going to be like that at all. Ted, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to get your perspective on everything. We are in absolutely insane times. Uh, you remember what Solzhenitsyn said, and I'm going to go ahead and basically, uh, I think it was the gulag archipelago. He said that the Russian people would have just simply, you know, defended themselves against the onslaught of Stalin and Lenin and actually because their guns were gone, but they could have, you know, not, well, not all their guns are gone, because a lot of the kids, a lot of them brought back their guns from World War One. but if they had just basically, you know, picked up pitchforks or axes or baseball bats or clubs or whatever they had, if they didn't have a gun and stopped it when they came in to take people away and to arrest them to kill them, I mean, the estimates are as, as high as 100 million people died with Stalin, and, and what happens is when you have socialism, when you have a, quote, pure democracy, which is socialism, the 51% dictate what the other 49% are going to do, and in this case with the, with the Soviet Union, it wasn't even the 51%, it was the upper-level leaders who dictated what everybody was going to do, and if they didn't do what they were supposed to do, they just killed them. Yeah. You know, when the farmers refused to work because of collectivism and they weren't able to keep their own crops, they couldn't make any money, and everybody everybody got paid, let's say, 10 rubles a year, whether you worked 100 hours a week or 100 hours a day or not a day, but, you know, 24 hours a day. It depends on how – it didn't make a difference. Or if you didn't work at all, you got off – you know, you got your rubles every year, the exact same amount. Everybody quits working. And what they said, Dave, they said that the reason that communism didn't work and they had to kill everybody was because – 
of the West. The West and capitalism was an overlying structure globally that was causing people to believe it was a better structure. So their decision was at that point to destroy capitalism and to destroy the United States and to destroy the Western culture. Now remember, a lot of these teachings came from Marx, Karl Marx, and Sigmund Freud, and also the eugenics program as far as survival of the fittest. And a lot of it also was pushed through the Rothschild banking cartel with the Russian Revolution. They funded it, you know, before Russia, you know, before the Tsar fell and they killed the Tsar family. And then they started figuring out that the people in Russia didn't want to be communists. And they're like, well, what do you mean you're not going to work? We're not just going to give, you know, we're going to give you a dollar for working whether you work all day or no days. Well, they quit. And so they couldn't get the farmers to produce. They wouldn't kill all the farmers. They just killed them all. Just started killing farmers left and right and basically just saying, well, we're going to kill the farmers. Well, then nobody knew how to farm. Yeah. Well, then they started starving. Well, then they couldn't starve, and the peasants didn't want to work, so they killed more peasants. And so they killed and killed and killed and killed. It was unbelievable. You know, Hitler did, a, did horrible things. I mean, he killed millions of people. I mean, it was awful what happened in World War II. He was absolutely small fry compared to Stalin and Lenin. He was, like, literally statistically almost insignificant. You think, well, that's awful. Well, no, because Stalin was our ally in World War II, we don't talk about what he did before and after the war. We ignore it because he was our ally. And of course, after the war, we began to realize very, very quickly that he didn't want to stop with, you know, conquering half of Germany and taking half of Germany and taking half of Europe. He wanted everything. And this was promoted through the Frankfurt School that started, you know, right after World War One, when they tried to figure out what in the world happened and why Marxist ideology didn't basically take over. And then they began to understand that unless the unless the foundations of American capitalism, which was the patriarchal family model, the Judeo-Christian model, the New Testament model, unless these foundations of Christianity could be destroyed. You could not take down the United States of America. It simply wouldn't work. So they came after the United States, after they left Germany. They stayed in Germany until about 1932, and then they saw Hitler was coming in, and in 1933 they fled to Geneva, Switzerland. And then a year later they took off to Columbia University and brought their think tank and their ideology into the Ivy League schools, which permeated throughout the entire United States, including bringing more and more and more Russians who were also communists in from Russia and credentialing them as university professors and putting them in as seeds, so to speak, in order to promote communism in the United States because they had to destroy the nuclear family. I mean, in the 50s, the United States was like the bastion of everything. We had the most well-educated population in the world beginning in the 1950s. When these clowns got here in 33 and got into our university systems and started promoting feminism and free sex and drugs and rock and roll and all the things they knew that would destroy the nuclear family. By the 60s, our educational system had gone into shambles. By the 70s, it was a disaster. Now it's just a joke, and we have one of the worst educated populations on the entire planet. Why? It was intentionally done that way, because people who are uneducated cannot maintain critical thinking. They can't put one plus one is equal to two, or two plus two equals to four. They gotta think, well, two plus two, if we round it up, it'll end up being five. And you're like, what the heck? Well, that was common core. And it completely destroys the educational system. And Dave, you know as well as I do. I was a unit, I was a college professor for years, and so were you. And even back in the eighties when I taught college, it's like, you know, forty years ago, the kids in some classes were so dumb because of the teachings from the high schools and the junior high schools not teaching them critical learning skills like, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic, 
that they couldn't understand that a true false question had a 50 50 probability of being either or and they would know this, this is crazy Dave. you've seen it too and they would leave true false questions blank and then finally i got up in front of the class one day with a quarter i said okay heads or tails and i started flipping the quarter and i said you know approximately 50 percent of the time it's going to be heads and probably 50 percent of the time it's going to be you know, you know you know tails and i said if you just put down true 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 all the way down there's about a 50-50 probability that you're going to actually be able to, you know, get half of these or a third of these or whatever right, which is better than not answering them at all. And forget short answer essay day. Forget that. That was a job. I mean, to actually, to actually complete and construct, you know, complex thought with short answer essay and, and actual sentences, that was just a joke. Almost all the kids in some classrooms that I had would leave those basically blank. And see, and this is what they've done to us. They did it on purpose because they had to destroy the nuclear family. They had to do abortion. They had to get us basically think that we were okay, you know, you know, to do abortion. And they had to not only not not only did they want us to accept it, they wanted us to endorse it and to embrace it. And I hate to say this, a lot of Christians and Christian churches actually embrace abortion now as a right that you have and that should be supported. Same thing with homosexuality and all the other different types of things that the Bible talks about that you shouldn't do, like thou shalt not kill, right? But they don't care. And if you talk out like yesterday, I had a good friend of mine I went to high school with. He's a black man. His name was Paul Green. And I can I can hear you I can hear your listeners going, Well, why has he gotta call him black? Yeah, he got he doesn't even call him black. Why well why not? He was black. He was a good friend. He died of COVID on his sixty sixth birthday. Died. He died on a respirator in the hospital of COVID. COVID's very real, guys. It'll kill you dead or in a grizzly if your immune system's impaired or you have comorbidity. Just be aware of that. And see, people say, well, well, and I, and I, so I called his family up last night. And I said, you know, I said, you know, blacks and Hispanics, you know, have a tendency not to produce vitamin D3. And then, then now I can hear your listeners going, why are you calling them Hispanic? No, stop it. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white guy. If they're German, they're German. If they're black, they're black. If they're white, they're white. If they're pink, they're pink. If they're blue, they're blue. Who cares? Why can't we use an adjective or a metaphor or whatever we want to use to describe somebody instead of just, well, he was a man. You can't say he was a man. There's no such thing as man. They're all hermaphroditic. Don't you know that? No, stop it. This is the thing that I want you guys to understand. This is Frankfurt School. This is political correctness. This is what they did. And now they've got people defending people for absolutely no other reason besides I said he was black or he was Hispanic or he was Russian or he was German or he was white or he was whatever, except for white people. You can say whatever you want about whites. You could hammer my whites because, you know, whites have, you know, they have white privilege. What do you mean by that? Well, 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 you know all our laws are made by white people, these unjust laws. Everybody's white bad person. That's from, that is Frankfurt School. That's what they taught the people in the United States to believe. And sadly, because we no longer have critical thinking skills from our schools, because they were the ones who were infiltrated in the early 50s by this communist Rothschild slash Kabbalist slash political thinking slash no such thing as men or females slash right out of the Zohar slash Kabbalah teaching slash foundational work of witchcraft and Satanism slash from the Zohar slash Luciferianism slash one world government slash one world religion under Lucifer. This is what they made us now. 
And now in England now, David, they're saying that you can't say that a woman's going to breastfeed. Can't say that. You got to say she's going to chest, C-H-E-S-T, feed. Because you're implying because she has breasts, she's a female. Ain't no such things as males and females. They're all hermaphroditic. No, this is stupid. And this is the extent of the political correctness that we're dealing with right now. And But yet again, look at, look at O'Biden. He's putting the transgenders back in the sports, putting the transgenders back in the military. Put it, why? Because the transgender hermaphroditic agenda is the Kabbalah agenda. It's the agenda of the new world order with their one world religion. This is going to be it. It's going to be their religion for the world, and that's what their goal is. And they've taken 100 years now since the Russian Revolution to bring in this thinking to destroy the West and to take away our men and our women and our nuclear family and our children and to control us, you know, through the Rand Corporation, through the CIA, you know, with problem action solution. And let us not forget Hegelian dialectic and let us not forget the other stuff where we talk about how they control groupthink and what they do and how they go into a group and they make a person the bad guy who goes against them. This is this is pure, pure, pure manipulation from the left. And this is what they've been doing for years and years. Yeah, but there's That's advantages to this, though, Ted. Go ahead, Dale. You, Dave, you please be, tell me what they are. You can be whatever you want, whenever you want. If well, I, I want to be, be if I want to be a colorless, used to be a female with genitalia I can't describe, I can be that. <laughs> I can be anything. I mean, well, they, 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 well, they, they believe God's a half. They believe he's a snake. Honestly, they, they really they really think that. They think they call him Mindsoft. He's a giant snake in a tree, mm. and he's an hermaphrodite. They believe that Adam and Eve were created hermaphroditic. You know, it's like one person. I mean, this is, I don't know where they came well, up. Well, 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 how, how, how did they sin in the Garden of Eden if they're hermaphroditic? But I, well, they don't believe any of that. They don't, they don't believe any of that stuff. They got their own, they got their own book called the uh, Zohar they wrote. They don't, they don't buy any of that stuff. Some demon came to the guy who wrote the Zohar for 12 years and basically did that. Okay. You know, you know, it's, and, and you know, here's the thing that, that you run into. You, you know, when these people get into groups, they start controlling the group thing because they've been trained to do that. The other day, we went to a basically, um, you know, a meeting here locally for somebody wanting to put in a bunch of, how should I say, storage units, like right in our neighborhood, like right in the middle of us. You know, they want to store like dilapidated RVs and old boats and store. I mean, right beside us. And we said, no, we don't want that. And the guy started using basically groupthink training from the RAND Corporation and the CIA, well, she's called Delphi Technique, to, to come in and readjust our thinking. Finally, I'm in the, I'm in the middle of the group. Of course, I'm, I'm, one of these, I'm the worst person to have in a group because I'm actually, you know, I actually read stuff. And so I looked at him and said, why are you using Delphi Technique on all of us? He's an attorney. He went stone cold silent, Dave. He did not know what to say. And I looked at him and said to everybody in the room, about 50 people, I said, Austin and I are now leaving because we've had enough. We are not going to be singled out being the bad guy using Delphi technique so you guys can relate to him. I said, we're leaving. We'll come back next time we have another meeting when we vote with the city commission on this, and we'll have 100 more people with us. So, yeah, we're not putting dilapidated storage buildings in our neighborhood that people can sell crack out of the buildings. We've had enough of this, and we got them walked out. See, this is what we have now, Dave. We've got an entire country, and they do the same thing with the media with Delphi technique. And with and with and with the Galean dialectic problem action solution, they do the same thing with what they say on the media. Donald Trump is a nationalist. He's bad. We've got to impeach him, though he's out of office. We've got to make sure he never comes back. And you go, but he's already out of office. 
Can, 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 you, can you explain something to me? How do you impeach a, a public official who's no longer holding his office? It doesn't make any difference, does it, Dave? I mean, the reality is they should have just dropped it after the election was over with and Biden took office, but they don't want to do that. They, what they're doing here, and this is why they have to keep the narrative going, the last year of Trump's administration was absolutely awful since COVID hit. It was, like, absolutely horrible. He shut the economies down. He stopped Easter. He stopped Christmas. It was almost like the Kabbalists finally got him by the— how should I say, short hair, and said, you're going to listen to us to do what we say. I mean, it was awful. It was. It was awful. If you don't agree with that, you need to go look at it. Well, I mean, why did he fire Fauci? Why did he have Barr in, in power? Why did all this stuff happen? Okay, it was awful. So here's the thing. You've got to maintain the narrative that nationalism is bad. That's why you impeach Trump. You want to keep it on public trial. You want to maintain the narrative to enforce everybody reinforce everybody that if you're a white christian who are the primary people who attended the rally on january the 6th that you're bad that you're bad you're very very bad and this is what they want to do and this is why they continue to do this dave they want to make sure that the people who went to that rally are victimized demonized and vilified and they're doing it through the impeachment process because the impeachment process isn't about donald trump it's about the january 6th rally that's what it's about that he basically, you know, would promoted insurrection to the people there, the horrible people there, and that's the problem that we've run into. We've got a situation now where they're continuing to impeach Donald Trump, though he's out of office, so it's ludicrous to start with. It'll never get through the Senate, and why would it? He's not even in office, but they want to continue to push the fact that the white people that were there were bad. They were nationalists, and I told you this two years ago, Dave, on your show. I said they're going to use Donald Trump as a caricature against white people and against nationalism because, you know, Donald Trump wrapped himself in the flag one time. Now they're using that picture as a bad picture of a white guy wrapping himself in the flag. Well, it's ludicrous, but that's what they want. See, this is all about subconscious subliminal programming. Look at that Super Bowl mess, that halftime, again, another satanic ceremony this past week, and you see Satan being brought down from heaven. Then you see the bottomless pit being opened and him emerging out of the pit. That's, by the way, ice off the snake coming back up. And they figure, oh, well, look at the smoke coming out of the pit. All of this stuff is subliminal marketing and subliminal advertising. Because remember, our mind, our right brain sees images. And it doesn't forget the images. And the images imprint because images have a specific frequency to them. And that frequency tells your mind a lot more than the image itself. If you see an all-seeing eye, and subconsciously you know that's could be the eye of Horus, that could be the all-seeing eye symbol of the New World Order. You can see mm-hmm. it as the all-seeing eye on the back of our dollar bill, and you start seeing all this symbology, and you start seeing it subconsciously. You can't get it out of your subconscious. If you see something consciously, you could say, I'm not going to receive that. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, and you walk away from it. This subconscious imagery, that's why subliminal advertising – was so effective, and this is why they stopped using it. Remember when the Star Spangled Banner was playing back in the 50s, and they were trying to destroy the United States, and they started playing subliminal messages every single night when the TV went off the air, when they played the Star Spangled Banner, like obey the government, or government is good. They started playing all of this stuff subconsciously in the words when you couldn't see them because they go by one single frame, and they got busted for doing it. They did it in movie theaters. With, with, with people, and they'd be promoting a Coca-Cola commercial or a Pepsi commercial or any kind of drink commercial, and they'd give you a subliminal image of somebody laying in the desert parched, you know, dying of thirst in the desert. You wouldn't see it. One frame of that movie. It was so fast, it'd go blink, it'd be gone. 
but your subconscious picked it up. And suddenly you're like, oh, gosh, I'm so thirsty. I feel like I'm parched laying in a desert. I got to go buy some soda at the concession counter. It was so profitable. They were all doing it, and it was so manipulative the government outlawed it. So now the only people who could do that are the government people or the people who basically control the government or the people who control the media, like the international banking cartels who pretty much own everything through BlackRock, through interlocking corporate directorships and outright stock purchases. They can pretty much do whatever they want to do because 95% of the media is controlled. And then we have the alt-media, Dave, like you know me and you, and we try to tell the people the truth. You know, I mean, we try. The problem is there's a lot of people out there, alt-media, and I am not going to name names who don't tell the truth at all. And I, I, on, on, if, you, if you guys get a chance, listen to my show on Monday and Tuesday of this week. It was really, really good. On, on Tuesday, a show I used the passage out of Matthew talking about the wheat and the weeds being sown together by the enemy who is the evil one, who is Lucifer. And what I said was this. The people who are putting the false information out there, they're answering and they're being pushed by the evil one. It says that right in the Bible, if you use this as a metaphor for you know, good and evil, to basically promote things that are lies. And what alt media does is, in some cases, Dave, the bad ones, they'll come in and give you 90% truth, and then they'll bring a CIA agent on or former CIA. And my, I say this to you real quick. Once CIA, always CIA. And that CIA agent may give you 90% truth, but he'll throw you 10% other stuff in. Some of them are so blatant now, they lie about everything. About everything. Oh, we guarantee you that Donald Trump will be put back in office on January the 20th. We've got watermarks all over the ballots. We're going to basically put all these people in prison. The government is going to take care of this. we got it all under control. And nothing happens. And then they come back a month later. And they say the exact same thing again, like you don't even know what's going on. The problem is, here's what's happened, Dave. We have a whole bunch of people that have gotten locked up into that psychop queue. Okay, now don't fuss at me because you guys know it's true. You know it's true. And what they did, they took their hearts and their minds and their eyes off of Jesus, who is the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith. And they turned Trump and they turned Q into an idol. In some cases, it turned into a doggone, you know, you know, weird old, you know, cult in which if you say anything to them about the fact that maybe Q's not telling you the truth because, you know, why is he speaking in riddles? That's kind of what Satan does. I mean, why, why would you listen to what he's saying? Just be blatant with it. I said they're speaking in riddles so we can have multiple meanings and multiple truths and multiple outcomes to confuse you. It's not right. They're not doing this right. God is not an author of confusion. The devil is. He comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. So maybe you don't need to keep your hearts and eyes on Q and on Trump but keep on Jesus. And so what's happened is they kept their heart, hearts and eyes on Q and, and on Jesus for years and, you know, I'm sorry, on Trump and on Q for three or four years, and now all of a sudden those idols are gone. Did I say idol? Yeah, I did. Did I, did I mean idol? Well, I really wouldn't have said it if I didn't mean it. And what ended up happening is their idol's gone, so now they're desperate. There is so much, in fact, I took, on Monday's show, I talked about the fighting that is going on right now in Christian households with men and women and husbands and wives and children at a level that's unprecedented with divorce and suicides, drug abuse, and alcoholism. Unbelievable right now, off the charts. Because the people don't know what to do because when you put your eyes on an idol and the idol has clay feet and it falls, you suddenly are lost. 
and that's the problem. See, you should call his name Jesus, David. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Prince of Peace. He is the Counselor, the Good Shepherd. He's our Savior, our Redeemer, our Deliverer. He is the Messiah, the way. He is Lord God Almighty. He is Lord of all. He is the resurrection of life, and he is the King of Kings. Because, David, he's the Son of God, and he died for us, and he died for us to deliver us from the evil one. That's what the, the Bible says in the Lord's Prayer, and deliver us from the evil one is the last verse. Look it up in Matthew. That's Satan. That's Jesus telling his disciples to pray that way. And see, this is the importance of what we have to do at all media. We've got to tell it with a balanced approach. You know, why are we really in Syria? Well, let's look at the numbers. Why are we really, you know, wanting to attack Iran? Well, let's look at the numbers. Why are we really, you know, why were we in Iran, Iraq? They sure didn't have weapons of mass destruction. Well, look at the numbers. Why are we in Afghanistan? Oh, yeah, that's the 1,000 square miles of poppy production. Oh, yeah, that's what that's about. $1.5 trillion worth of heroin and opiates being slung across the market through the CIA, through lily pad military bases with no means of, basically inspecting cargo with no customs declaration required, then distributing the drugs to the mafiosa groups all over the world. Yeah, that's why we're in Southeast. That's why we were in Southeast Asia, and that's why we're in Afghanistan. But we can't talk about that on all media. We've got to talk about Donald Trump's haircut, or we've got to talk about this stupid impeachment thing, which is ludicrous. That's why very rarely on our show, the Ted Nossabrower show, do we talk about any of these issues they put in front of you as obfuscation we talk about 5g's 5g you know we talk about the covid vaccine making your body produce spike proteins which means it no longer recognizes a covid or a common cold or a flu as an invading organism and allows it to basically produce itself until you die of septus oh that wouldn't happen well in one cat and one ferret study dave every single animal died of septus before they could finish the study which means that their body's filled with pus and they died that's mm. the crazy part about all of this dave and see that's what they don't want you to look at they don't and now you know kennedy he was just you know he has that whole thing with the children's defense fund and they just yoked him off instagram they're gonna be yoking off all social media pretty quick why because he's been telling the truth about vaccines for years and years and years in fact trump mentioned him when he was running for office, instead he's going to put him in there like as a vaccine czar to look at the efficacy of vaccines and determine if they're safe or not. And that never happened because suddenly Trump was told when he basically walked into the White House with Obama, when Trump walked out with his shoulders down and head kind of slumped, the same way that when Obama walked in with Bush, he kind of walked out with his head down and his shoulders slumped <laughs> yeah, of yeah. who really runs the world. You remember when that all happened? Oh, yeah, about yeah. Who really runs the planet? I'm saying the planet. And people say, what's the, it's all the ETs. Wait, wait a minute, stop, stop. Okay, we know ETs have been with us a long, long time. We got that. The Bible talks about it. Genesis chapter 6 talks about the fallen angels, their offspring, everything else. You know, Jesus is driving out demons. We know that we've got demons and extraterrestrials. Or you can call them fallen angels if you'd like. I don't mind. Whatever you want to call them. Whatever it takes for you know, to float your boat on this as far as understanding that there's something else out there and that Eisenhower made a deal with these things, apparently, you know, after Roswell. I mean, Eisenhower, he was like a nightmare president as far as I'm concerned with what he did. Well, I'm not going to go into him today because I'm not going to take the time out to do it. He was horrible. But FDR was worse because he was a communist, you know. And don't forget that Truman was a 33-degree Mason. Never forget that. Never forget that Stalin was a high-level Mason and that Churchill was a high-level Mason. And, oh, yeah, that's all based in the Zohar, if you didn't know that. So all of these people tie together with the Kabbalah, with the New World Religion and New World Order. And if we understand that, the entire scenario about us starts to make sense, Dave. It really does. If we don't understand that, 
then we walk around completely and totally confused, wondering what in the world just happened. Why are we impeaching a president who is no longer in office? I mean, it's nuts. It really is. I mean, but it's again, it's the it's the it's the media sideshow circus that they always do because they want to control the narrative and they want to control the groupthink as the Rand Corporation and the CIA and the Galian dialectic has taught them how to do. And this is why they are so effective on their TV with their flicker rates and the way they say things and the pauses and the, and the symbology. I mean, the dog on CBS logo is the all seeing eye. It's not like you can't really see that yourself. It's ridiculous. And this is what they do and have done for to us for over a hundred years as they've destroyed the very fabric of the free enterprise system, the very fabric of the Republic, the very fabric of capitalism, the very fabric of the United States. Cause we, the people stopped raising little Americans, Dave. And that's why we find ourselves in this situation. I could not agree with you more. Trump's presidency effectively ended in March of last year. In my opinion, it did. It did. A lot of people say he was complicit when he came in. I would offer this as proof that that view is wrong. When he came in, the TPP was just getting its hooks into American government, and they had a 22-person panel that could have negated any action by the U.S. government, a total corporatocracy. And Trump came in and killed it, installed free trade, not free trade, but fair trade agreements, and brought jobs back to America. And we saw the lowest unemployment rate. Here we go again with Dave Hodges being racist for black people and for Hispanic people. Uh, And women also, there I go again, making a gender pronoun, but gender, uh, the gender of women, um, <clears throat> the ones that have chess, uh, they had record gains in employment and income. And he really turned the country around, but somewhere he lost his nerve. What do you think it was? Well, obviously he was either being blackmailed, his family was being threatened, or they had a bunch of bad stuff that perhaps Jeffrey Epstein, who I don't believe is dead for one second, I don't collected either. on him. I mean, well, here's the thing. Let me just be blunt here with all of you guys. I'm in kind of a blunt mood today. Jeffrey Epstein worked for Mossad. Mossad's controlled by Israel. Israel's controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel, period. That's how it works. So is Benjamin Netanyahu. So that means that Jeffrey Epstein is controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel. That means Jeffrey Epstein is controlled by Israel. Jeffrey Epstein and Mossad are controlled by Israel and by the Rothschild banking cartel. If you want to look at just the facts as far as how math works, that's how it works. And this is the group that we have that runs the planet basically through the Noahide laws of the Kabbalah. And if we understand that, it makes it easier to understand. When, we, when Jesus said that our fight, this battle, was not against flesh and blood, but it was against all of these principalities and all of these different things, that's exactly what he meant. That's, that's why he said what he said. And so when we understand that, and we, we understand why the Scofield Bible came out, you know, in the early 1900s, promoted by Samuel Untermeyer, the very same guy who blackmailed Woodrow Wilson to get the Federal Reserve Bank in and to get in the income tax and to get brandished into the Supreme Court, which got us in the World War One. When you look at it like that, it starts making more and more sense. And if you don't look at it like that, it doesn't make any sense at all. It looks like a bunch of random occurrences that have no meaning and no thread that runs and ties it together. But if you look at the thread... You start to see it. And this is the important thing that we got to understand. If we don't look at the fact that we have to get back to sound money and we have to shake ourselves loose from the shackle of the Federal Reserve bankers who control the educational system, who control Washington, who control the lobbying efforts, who print the money. I mean, it was Rothschild himself, you know, Bauer. His real name was Bauer. It was Moses Bauer. He said, uh, 
I care not. I care not who is the elected officials. I only care because I could. I only care if I can control the money of a country. Why? You control the money of the country. You control who gets elected. That's how that works. You just you print enough money to give to the politicians to do what you want via lobbying groups and efforts. I mean, look at Donald Trump. He he, he basically changed his own executive order there at the end about not allowing lobbyists to come in and work after they've been in the federal government. I mean, all of this stuff. He was being pushed by a group. So did they have pictures of him doing things he shouldn't ought to do? Maybe. Did they have financial transactions of him doing things he shouldn't ought to do? Maybe. Did they have promises out to him about his family being given a high position in the New World Order? And if he complied, they would get that? Maybe. Was he told that regardless of what he did, all these things were going to happen, and so he might as well benefit from it and basically negotiated some type of settlement with him as far as when he gets out, if he takes enough hits in the media, is they're going to really help him with a bunch of money in a Swiss bank account? Maybe. Did they tell him that they weren't going to call his notes at Deutsche Bank and all these other banks that don't want to do business with him anymore, and they were going to forgive the debt without him filing bankruptcy and do it on a real quiet, 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 low-down note? Maybe. I don't know, Dave. All I know is, like you said, Something happened to the boy. He was trying in the very beginning. He was. Now, he made some stupid decisions like putting Gutlieb in as far as the FDA and not putting Kennedy in and doing a whole bunch of other junk, stupid stuff and putting more CFR members into his administration than Biden did or Bush did. He did that, too. Don't forget that. And he did that from the very beginning. Something was going on. But I really believe, I do, I really believe that he could have made some serious changes and differences in the United States of America. And I believe some of his executive orders reflected that. But something got to the boy, and somebody started pulling the strings for him, and all of a sudden, all the air went out of the uh, blusterous Donald Trump, and all of a sudden, he started doing exactly what he was told to do, like a whipped puppy. Like, why did he not fire Fauci? Why did he hire Barr? Why did he not fire Jeff Sessions? All of these things throughout his entire administration were all these big question marks to the alt-media we pointed it out on Ted Dawson Brower Show. I know you pointed it out, Dave. The question is, you know, why aren't other alt media people pushing these things out? See, we can't be, we can't be partisan in alt media. We can't. Well, we can, but we're not supposed to be. You know, the mainstream media is always partisan. It's always pro Democrat, pro Democrat, pro communist, pro socialist, pro Frankfurt School, pro weirdo, pro hermaphroditic agenda. That's what they always are. It's always the same thing for them, like a broken drum. And but then everybody's listening to ABC, CBS, NBC, you know, Fox, CNN. All of them are playing the same stuff over and over and over again. you know. But alt-media didn't do that at the beginning. I mean, talk radio is dead. When Rush Limbaugh finally checks out, when he quits talk media or dies, he's got advanced lung cancer, you know, talk media and talk radio is going to pretty much be over with. I mean, nobody really listens to the radio unless they're listening to a show they want to hear. And a lot of people still listen to Rush, I think some 15 million people per week, which is huge. But the reality is, what's going to happen to the stations? What's going to happen to talk media? When it all goes sideways, when they start to say, you can't say this, and you can't say that, and you can't say this, and you can't say – what happens when we get the thought police, Dave, when we have the political <laughs> learning centers set up around the United States? Oh, we'd call them social indoctrination camps, or maybe we'd call them FEMA camps. We might as well go all out and just say concentration camps. What happens when they get set up around here for the political dissidents? That means the white patriot males and white female males, who white patriot females – who basically want to do what needs to be done as far as in the United States, and they want their country back because it's been hijacked. See, the reason they want to kill all of us, especially over the age of 50, they know that we're the last of the generation that were raised by the people who fought World War II. 
we are the ones that were basically the recipients of what happened in World War II when our parents and grandparents fought the Nazis in World War II to free the world from quote-unquote fascism. Now, we know there were a lot of other reasons the war was fought. We understand that the revisionists write the history books, whoever wins the war. There's a real good book out by King. It's written. It's called The Bad War. It's free online. You can read it. I suggest everybody reads it. It gives you an alternative view. I don't agree with everything. I do not agree with everything in that book, but I will say it's a lot more accurate when they teach in schools. So what ends up happening is, you know, we don't have a group of soldiers anymore that are coming back from Afghanistan saying, we saved the republic. No, they say we were actually guarding poppy fields. We don't have a group of soldiers coming back from Iraq. No, they come back and say we were forced to go through these cities and kill women and children with hand grenades and flashbangs and machine gun all of these people. But they're not saving the republic. You know, we have these people coming back from Syria going, what the heck are we doing in Syria? This is stupid. And all the other conflicts we have around the world. We are basically trust fund babies from what happened in World War II with our parents and grandparents. That's why they want everybody over 50 basically dead, because we were still trained in an educational system that kind of told the truth. After that, it ended. That's why they hate homeschooling so much, Dave. See, all of my kids were homeschooled. I had enough of them. They, were, they spent a couple years at a private Christian school. Then I saw the social indoctrination occurring in the Christian school, and I said, nope, that's it. We yoked all three of them out and homeschooled them all. And they've all excelled academically. But we didn't teach them that two plus two is five, or you kind of round up. I mean, what kind of weird crap is that? But we didn't teach them that. We taught them how to spell and how to read and how to think critically. Now they're excelling in the university systems because the other kids really can't excel very well. That's why they want to get rid of standardized mm. testing because they're saying that the kids can't pass it anymore. Well, there's a reason they can't pass it. Or they're saying that it's racist. Well, there's a reason it's being racist. There's a reason it's being eliminated because they want the dummies to go through college that have been socially indoctrinated properly and put them in the positions of basically leadership and in political places, Dave. That's what they're trying to do is completely finish the United States. The United States is pretty much done. I mean, you can stick a fork in it and say it's over. And once they get rid of the 50-plus ones, and then today an article came out, Dave, it says don't eat eggs. Don't eat eggs. It increases the risk of heart disease and cancer. Total lie. When they do studies like that, they use dehydrated eggs. You know, that are unbelievably bad for you. Never use powdered eggs. They're like a nightmare. They're hard on your heart. They're hard on everything. But regular eggs have never been proven to do that. Regular eggs increase brain power. You have to have cholesterol to think. You have to have cholesterol in your brain to think. You have to have cholesterol to make vitamin D3. People eat eggs because they're healthy. Don't eat eggs. Don't eat eggs. Total lie. Why? Because they want more and more people to come down with senile dementia and Alzheimer's. Look on my, listen to my show that I did on Tuesday. I gave the statistics as far as the amount of people coming down with Alzheimer's and senile dementia now versus 40 years ago. Because remember, when you get a flu shot, two flu shots in a row increase the risk of senile dementia by up to 50%. And they want the people over 50 dead. They want us gone. What did you, I think Oprah, Oprah Winfrey said that. Oprah Winfrey said a few years ago, until the old white guys are dead and gone, there won't be any country that does not have prejudice in it. That's what she said. Something similar to that. I paraphrase her. But that's what she said. That's what she implied. And see, that's what they want. And that's what they're trying to do now with the COVID vaccine. You know, my friend last night, 66 years old, died of COVID. And I've never told you COVID wasn't real. I warned you guys it's real. It'll kill you deader than a grizzly bear if you've got a comorbidity and your immune system is compromised and you don't have enough D3, enough vitamin C, enough potassium iodine, 
Now, zinc in your system. Remember, zinc acts like ivermectin. It helps to stop the replication phase of these viruses. That's why zinc's so important. The problem is that people are deficient in almost all of these nutrients now, and they're not being told to supplement their body's need for these nutrients with vitamins. Very rarely do you ever hear Fauci or anybody ever talk about eating right or taking supplements. I don't think I've ever heard Fauci talk about it once. Why? The more people who get sick, the more people who die, the more people who feed the medical industrial complex, and the more money these globalists make, these Kabbalists make, in order to feed their own pocketbooks. They have, they are so, my, Jesus said, the love of money is the root of all evil. He didn't say money was. He said the love of money. And these people are besieged with greed. They, they never have enough. They are complete. Their avarice has no bounds. They don't ever get, it doesn't matter if they're trillionaires, if they're quadrillionaires, it's not enough. If the money's not enough, they got to have more power, greed for power. And they've got to subject human beings. They've got to turn them into slaves. they got to go back to a feudal system. That's all they want. It's all about just unbridled power, just like their father, Lucifer. He comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. And he cannot be satiated. He cannot. And this is the problem with the globalists, with the Kabbalists who run the planet. They cannot be satiated. They can never kill enough. They can never hate enough. They can never get enough. They have to continue to do it more and more and more because it feeds that demonic presence inside of them, I guess, when they feed off the negative energy of death. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, Dave. You would think that sooner or later, if you're a trillionaire, it's enough money. Do trillions enough? Thousand millions? Thousand billions? Thousand billions isn't enough money for you? What do you want to buy? A bunch of countries? You want to go buy some islands? What, what do you want to do? How much more do you need? What is wrong with you and who dropped you on your head? Oh, that's right. They don't consider themselves to be humans, do they? They consider themselves to be the benign Nephilim, sons of the fallen. They consider themselves to be the very progeny, the offspring of Lucifer himself. That's their words, not mine. That's what they want. And they want to get that spirit destiny. They want to rebuild that third temple. They want to go back into that holy of holy, and they want to pierce that demonic entity they call the Antichrist with that spirit of destiny, shed his blood in the back, then bring him out on the temple steps and declare him God. Oh, unless you don't want to read the book of Thessalonians. See, this is the goal, Dave, and we've got to understand our battle is not against flesh and blood, my friend. Are you there, Dave? I'm here. <laughs> we're getting, we're, Ted, we're getting dropouts. Oh, we are. I, well, I'm why getting, would that not surprise me? I'm you, getting a Dave. message right here. Um, can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. Okay, all right. I'm getting a message. Hey, Dave, um, Ted just cut out for 10 seconds. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Okay. Once I start preaching really good, Dave, you have to, you'll have to just clean it up. I know. I'm looking on a, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm manning my board right here, too. We connect into Skype, but I use an auxiliary, and um, I'm trying to get that fixed here. But anyway, let me wrestle with this. We can always trim in production, but... Um, Ted, where does this leave us? Trump Trump is gone. He's not going to be revived. I don't care if they impeach him or not. He's done. The Republicans are talking about forming a new party. Their party is dead, deader than a doornail. But I wouldn't follow a Republican to a bathroom if I had the worst case of diarrhea. Well, me neither. I, I don't even consider myself Republican anymore. I, no, I, consider I don't myself either. To be a, I consider myself to be a libertarian. I, I hear or, you. Or, you know, because I, I, no, I, I, I did not vote. Donald Trump at the last election, unless you guys would all send me hate mail now. I didn't do it. I voted Libertarian. Now, you can't say that I'm the one who caused the election to fall. I never I promoted anybody not to vote for Trump on my show. I'm telling you, Florida carried Trump. I live in Florida. So it would have made one bit of difference whether I voted for Trump or not. 
but I didn't vote for him. Here's why I didn't vote for him. I was never again going to vote for the lesser of two evils between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. I decided I wouldn't do it anymore, Dave. I'm done. I'm not going to allow them to manipulate me like that. You know, we thought, oh, God, we can't let Hillary get in. And we all, everybody, all media, we all galvanized around Trump, except for, I think, Chuck Baldwin. Why? Because we did not want Hillary Clinton in because we still thought it made a difference who we voted for. This time they proved to us in no uncertain terms it makes absolutely no difference. They're going to put in whoever they want. So I don't know. You know, we are in the throes and have been in the throes of a communist revolution ever since the Frankfurt School came here in 1934. And it's taken them a long, long time to dismantle the basically the United States and its constitution. But here's what we have to do. This is the only choice we have. We have to keep our hearts and our minds on Christ Jesus. We have to pray every single day because when you pray, you create scalar energy, which changes the fabric of space-time. That's all we can do because they want us to have a revolution. Ted, are you hearing this? I don't hear anything, babe. Are you okay? Do you hear any of this? Not hear anything. Why? Okay. I'm getting interference, but I guess it's only on my end, so I'll just let it go. Um, I agree with you about following Jesus here, but... uh, um, wow, this is okay. <laughs> All right, I think I discovered the source of the dropout. <laughs> Someone must be tapping into what I'm doing. This is just so bizarre. Do you know, honestly, when I when I communicate with Steve Quayle now, Ted, I have to send him the same email twice, and sometimes from a different server. It happens all the time where he doesn't get what I send him, or vice versa. Well, you remember, David, World War Two. They had the German guns would send up flak. They would send up basically it was it was artillery is what it was. They would blow up at certain altitudes depending on where the bombers were. And the flak wasn't out in the countryside, you know, where there was no target. The flak was right with the target. So when the bombers got over the target, they took the flak. That's exactly what's happening to real alt media right now, Dave, because they're taking the flak. They're taking the flak when they get over the target. What I just told you guys, I don't know if you can salvage the tape or not on that. What I told you is 100% truth. And every demonic entity on the planet knows that. And I bind them every day in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood of Christ over me and my listeners. That includes you guys every single day. And I put heads of thorns around all of us, including you guys, every single day. Because I realize that if we don't pray right now, and we allow them to set us up to go into a how should I say, civil war, they will do exactly what they did in the Soviet Union. In the Soviet Union, they went into a civil war after the Bolsheviks took power. It went on for years and years and years until finally so many people died that people finally just gave up and just said, stop the war, stop it, and we'll listen. That's what they did. They killed, what, 40, 50,000 priests and burned entire churches with their people in them. Stalin was a nightmare from hell. He was. So was Lenin. And all of these guys know that the reason that their whole thing failed, they think, is because capitalism and freedom reigned and basically rang so strongly from the United States that people didn't want what they were offering with collectivism. They wanted what the United States was offering, and that was freedom, Dave. And we've always got to remember, keep praying. Pray like it's all up to God and work like it's all up to you. Those are the foundational pillars of Christianity. Yeah, I, I totally agree here. And uh, get, um, it, it just happened again. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, yeah, you know, well, here, here. I'm, you know, you know, yeah, no, I start preaching really good. Uh, did you get, I did. I don't know if I was recorded or not, but I know that you didn't hear anything. 
So listen back to the tape, edit it out the best you possibly can, try to keep in the content that I gave, especially while the flack was being run off. No, I, I heard what you said, but when I tried to respond to you, I was cutting out. Um, yeah, just, just well, but, anyway, I don't want to get but, hung but, up but, on the but, technical but, part because this, you made too much of a salient point there. I agree with what you're saying, Ted, and, and um, we are done as far as finding leaders. There are no leaders here among men that can lead us to anywhere but being flawed, uh, being compromised, taken advantage of. I believe we're setting up to have a gigantic purge in this country, numbering more than 100 million people, and that's only because of the genocidal language being employed by the Democrats in Congress. Enemies within comments. You're going on a list. Oh, we'll make sure your kind never rises again. That's right out of the Nazi Germany playbook. Uh, no, that wasn't Nazi Germany today. That was the Stalin playbook. Well, no, but that the enemies was, within is, is Nazi Germany. Yep. Enemies within is Nazi Germany, but I see them. You know, but you, we make a good point here. We are vacillating between Bolshevik and Nazi. It just depends on what Fascism. aspect we're looking at here. That's corporate control of corporate control of the of the of the state with the fascism and the state control of corporations. You know, and that's exactly true because we have an oligarchy here in the United States that runs the planet. Period. Runs the world. It really does. The international banking cartels with their you know, corporations that they own through BlackRock and other subsidiary corporations with their never-ending buyback stock options, et cetera, because then that's what they're doing again. They're about to put another multiple trillions of dollars back into the markets, and they don't give it to the people. They give it to the international bankers and to the big businesses to buy their stocks back and to continue to rape and pillage the United States. It's it's an extraction of the wealth, the final little – that's why I said they're – they cannot be satiated. They have no. They have no ability to have enough. It's like they're like a. They're like a leech. They can't stop sucking blood. It's they're the, they're, a, they're the sickest group of people I've ever seen. But this. But they, this is what they do. They follow in their father's footsteps. And Jesus straight called them out in the Book of John as far as being children of the devil. Wow. Think about that. Jesus called them out. The Luciferians that were among him. The ancient worshippers of the ancient Canaanite religions that were among him. We didn't call them Kabbalists back then because the Zohar hadn't been written. It'd be the ancient followers of the ancient Canaanite and Egyptian religions. And when they were in Egypt, they learned all of this stuff, and they were sorcerers and magicians, and they never got rid of that inside of them. They continued to do that. And that's the same group that ran Druids out of the, the, the Druids that ran Stonehenge. They basically ran the Druids that ran through the Dark Ages. It's the same group that's always been the same group. It's the ancient worshippers and the ancient Canaanite religious worshippers, the ones who fed the demons with Asherah and Baal and Moloch. That's the same group that still runs the planet, and they will be that way until Christ comes back and delivers us from these guys, Dave. Well, you're exactly right, and that's exactly what's taking place right now as we speak. Ted, my friend, we are flat out of time. we got to close here in about... 10 seconds. I just want to say this, that uh, Ted has the best natural health care products in the business, in the industry. There's no one, there, there's no competition here. And I can tell you, I swear by him. I'm a beneficiary of him, as is, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, so is my friend Doug Hagman. And you can go to healthmasters.com and use the coupon code CODE5 to take advantage of these great offers. Ted, we got to scoot. Thanks so much for joining us, my friend. Thanks for having me on, Dave. Thanks.